0: to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. Really. We
1: are Buzz,
0: Buzz on, on Movies. movies. Clap on. Oh. Clap on. Oh. God, I miss seeing those commercials.
1: Do you? Like, is that a real? Like, do you really? I don't know.
0: There, there's some commercials that you just associate with the holidays that you feel like... You're missing out on now that we don't get to see those commercials anymore. Instead, we get to see like the same freaking ads for Amazon Prime all over again.
1: Well, yeah, I do miss – I well, I definitely miss not really seeing like local ads anymore. Like it's all like big national corporate ads. Um, oh, yeah.
0: I, I mean that, that. – that's the whole appeal of like WNUF Halloween special and stuff like that. Harkening back to the days of local ads and like stuff that you – just not the same generic ads you see on YouTube and also on the web and Facebook and whatever. Now it's, it's different. They had a little bit of that in Christmas, bloody Christmas. They kind of picked up on that vibe. Oh yeah.
1: At the opening. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That made me think that, uh, that we need a WNUF Christmas special. That's, that's what that would be really be fun. Ask. That would be great.
1: I wonder if he's ever thought about like if Chris LaVertina has ever considered that.
0: He definitely <laughs> should. Alright. Uh welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed On Movies. I'm Teddy.
1: And
0: I am Matt. Had to
1: think about that one, huh? Yeah, well, I was like trying to think of like a some funny Christmas name I could be, and then I just gave up.
0: <laughs> I'm Matt, the Christmas elf. No! <laughs> <laughs>
1: if there's one thing I'm not.
0: Um Yeah, we're we're here again to talk about christmas movies uh it's it's the holiday season as they say it's
1: the holiday season it's the holiday season <laughs> do do. <Be-do-be-de-be-de-do. laughs> 12 o'clock.
0: all right that's yeah. that. well let's not get into copyright territory here uh but yes we're here again to talk about that christmas song is movie. definitely like
1: <laughs> You can. That's a cover. It's covered by like. Come on.
0: This is this is the official cover here. This has been licensed, of course. Um,
1: You don't have to get licensed for a cover. You can just cover anyway. We're
0: (laughs) we're we're coming to bring you more Christmas movies Um, tonight. Is a particularly unusual. Well, not really that unusual. It's it's a Christmas horror movie double feature, starring Killer Santa (laughs) Clauses
1: in both of them.
0: Different kinds of killer Santa Clauses. Very different. Quite different. It's a staple of the season. We're going to be talking about
1: Violet Night and Christmas Bloody Christmas. We sure are. That is going to happen. We are going to be doing those things. Those things will be discussed. These are Um,
0: both movies that have just come out, so if you like what you hear, go check them out now. Violet Night is still in theaters right now, and Christmas Bloody Christmas is available on
1: VOD and Shudder. That's correct. Um, it sure is. It sure is. You can watch them. You have the power. Yeah.
0: Well, I have the power. I got the power. We um we always like to talk about killer Santa Claus movies. Uh, it, it's just it's a staple of the season. There's a lot of fun ones out there. You say that like we've done that often. Like, we we talked. Like we did do Christmas Evil last year. Yes. we Um, did. we haven't talked about uh silent night deadly night yet no never we maybe should i i feel like that is a series that has some real diminishing returns uh
1: it's an interesting series i've seen the first 3 i know that
0: i um, think i talked about 2 last year briefly and how disappointed we, i was that we like did talk a little bit about 2 half we, of it is like just clips from the first one
1: that's actually what i like most about it i like i think you should just skip the first one and just watch the second one (laughs) Um, because the second one repeats everything you need to know from the first and also adds the funnier ridiculous stuff so i
0: mean i guess if you're just interested in a full series watch then that'll catch you up to speed but i think that for the first one is more of a solid movie all around there is some great fun stuff in the latter half of the second one. But uh, I was watching the third one recently. and the
1: third one's a mess. I, that, I, I, yes. I am very aware of that.
0: <laughs> that one was just all over the place. First of all, this is like a Twin Peaks reunion before Twin Peaks existed.
1: Yes. <laughs> There's uh,
0: like multiple the actors. Twin Peaks, Peaks prequel from Twin Peaks in here. Um, and also, Chop Top Bill Mosley from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is in yes. this also with the top half of his head missing (laughs) which uh correct and playing like inexplicably playing the killer from the second movie despite looking completely different um it's really all over the place and hard to follow but i mean i guess that you need to really
1: follow like you know sometimes it's not all it doesn't matter (laughs)
0: I guess at that point it's following the vibe of the series. Like it's, it's just a series. It's all over the place. It's just Um, vibing.
1: It's just vibing.
0: Yeah. But we, we got two very different kinds of killer Santa Claus movies this year. Um, violent night. Uh, the killer Santa is, is a hero in this one. Uh, it's yeah, Santa so Violent Night
1: is really less of a horror and more of an action movie. Like it's a yeah, hyper-violent yeah. action movie, but it's more of an action. It's, it's yeah, not really yeah. a Horror. It's it's an I, action
0: movie. I think I misspoke a bit calling it a horror. Yeah. It's it's got some some pretty violent elements to it, but it is firmly in the action movie tradition.
1: Yeah, like it'll it, appeal to horror fans just by virtue of the violence, but like mm-hmm. it's not it's not a, it's not a horror movie. It's not it's yeah. not designed to scare you at all.
0: Um, right it even it, it's kind of it's got some diehard vibes to it as well
1: yes it's i think I, and I think Sash. that was intentional um
0: it's, it's specifically calling out diehard and home alone it does it, uh, it does knows its references call out both mm-hmm. of
1: those. um um yes and I, then yeah.
0: christmas bloody christmas is the more traditional killer santa type except movie. for it's
1: also a chopping mall so, yeah, it is. Please. It is.
0: And, and Terminator. It's and a, Terminator, yeah. a unstoppable killer robot who also happens to be Santa Claus. Uh,
1: Unclear why he is. I'm just going to leave it at that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. But uh, I, I feel like the trailer provides more of an explanation yes, than that, the movie I mean, actually absolutely, yeah. does, which is really uh, that's a first for me, a, a trailer being more coherent than the movie itself. But we'll get into all of that. Uh, before we get into any of it, what are
1: we drinking tonight? What are we drinking, Teddy? Okay, so what we're drinking. Uh, on deck, I do have the Brooklyn Brewery's Winter IPA, which is Sledder's Choice IPA. Um, okay, I've, I think I've had that. Yes. Um, but at the moment, I am drinking a recipe I found online called the Rum Rum Reindeer, um, oh. which has rum and gingerbread syrup and stuff like that. Um and coconut cream coconut it's quite oh, good um, that's a nice awesome. christmasy tiki drink um, i do love a christmas tiki drink i've yet to
0: make one this season uh don't know if i'm gonna have the chance to but maybe maybe at some point i um, encourage
1: finding the chance to
0: yeah uh i i'm sticking to beer tonight but i've got two very on point theme beers tonight on point
1: theme um, beers so on
0: it. point theme. yes you know i struggled over those words you had to call it out but here we are Appreciate um what so I, what, <laughs> Hypo in Met- the group chat. what else are co-hosts <laughs> for uh so i i am drinking right now the alpha claws from three floyds oh nice the, the Never christmas had it. porter uh it's pretty good it's got a evil looking santa claus on the cover uh on the label you know uh Uh,
1: Yeah, I sure hope it does.
0: He's very very reminiscent of uh, Krampus from the Krampus movie. Um, And then on the back nine, I've got the Peppermint Hot Chocolate Evil Santa from the Virginia Beer Company.
1: Whoa, Virginia Beer Company. Yeah. Um, Nice. Love it. You're keeping it local over there.
0: Repping the local Um, brew.
1: um, I guess technically Brooklyn Brewery is also local for me, so... It just so happens that it's also quite large. So,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But it is technically still a local, local brew for me. (laughs) Um, It turns out I live there. Um, Oh, I never knew. Whoa. Whoa. um, uh, Yeah, that's cool. Good drinks all around. So it is, it is kind of these movies are kind of beer movies. Um, I thought about just like drinking straight cheap whiskey because that felt very Christmas, bloody Christmas. Yeah. um, (laughs) But I was like, I actually like have to work tomorrow and I'd rather not like hate myself.
0: Yeah, that's um, distinctly not a beer movie, actually. It's very much a whiskey movie. Yeah. And I like by the end of the movie, when I was watching it, I was like, man, I feel like if I'd been drinking whiskey the whole time, this would have been better. But uh,
1: yeah. yeah, I was just drinking beer the whole time. That's, so like I, I definitely should have had um whiskey.
0: That's that. just the vibe there. Um so Chris uh Let's do Violent Night first. Um this night. This is the more uh traditional Hollywood production that we'll be covering tonight. Uh this is in theaters now. I saw it at a dine-in theater, which Me too. but yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> different <laughs> different one. Um but yeah, um you know, I always like I always like a dine-in theater. This is great for it because, again, this is the kind of movie you like to have a beer during. And uh, this was a really fun movie to see with an audience. I think I talked about it on the last episode a bit, but uh, people were cheering during this one. We even had a couple audience callbacks, which normally I'm very not in favor of. People thinking (laughs) they can add their own humor to the movie, but it actually really worked well here. And people were laughing and I was like, damn, this is a great vibe. This is like one of the best vibes of a movie that I've been to in a long time. Very fun. Like late nice. night Love weekend, that. bunch of people clearly drunk. <laughs> it was a fun time. Love that. Um, so David Harbor plays Santa Claus in this movie. David uh,
1: is, is hot RN. So everybody should be saying this. Oh yeah. He's, he's so trendy right now.
0: So hot right now.
1: So hot right now.
0: And, um, He's, you know, he's kind of, uh, um,
1: he's a down on his luck, deadbeat Santa Claus. <laughs>
0: yeah. Deadbeat Santa. That's a great way to put it. Uh, he is in the opening scene, uh, which is a big part of the trailer. He is just drinking in a bar, clearly very over Christmas. He feels like people are not in the Christmas spirit anymore. Kids are spoiled. Nobody gives a shit about Santa Claus. Like wow. what, what is he doing all of this for? He believes anymore. You know, everybody got, needs
1: to listen to Josh Groban believe. MP3.
0: He's got the classic Will Ferrell from spirited problem. He just, he feels like he doesn't know why he does this Jesus anymore. Christ. <laughs> that thing that we all know about that we've all seen. Yeah. That um, classic
1: thing from that movie that came out a couple weeks ago.
0: But so he's, he's establishing himself. For like He's, he's a bitter drunk Santa. And he's got some, there's some funny stuff that happens earlier. (laughs) He vomits on someone out of his sleigh. Yes, that Uh, does happen. That's like,
1: there's like this very earnest opening to this movie. And then the opening ends with him vomiting on somebody out of his sleigh. And I'm like, all right, (laughs) here we are.
0: (laughs) It makes, it establishes the tone very well early on. This is, this is sort of an irreverent kind of film. um, That is, is going to, Be kind of iconoclastic with the symbol of Santa Claus. Ooh, iconoclastic. Yeah, that's okay. Um, And so, like, the basic plot revolves around this, like, wealthy-ass family that is on some private compound out in the middle of who knows where, uh, having Christmas, and then suddenly this gang of goons attacks look coming for the like hundreds of million dollars that are in the vault under the house, which is like, okay, great, great place to keep your hundreds of millions of dollars on site at your house. But it's like it's like weird. Exactly where you want
1: the matriarch of this family is somehow like very powerful unclear exactly what like like the specifics well i mean they're also not important who gives a shit very but, connected um, to
0: the government yeah she's somehow
1: connected to the government that's what i was gonna say though the money appears to like come from the government so she can pay out some other governments i don't really know what was going
0: i about. think they're like they're like weapons manufacturers yeah. i think that so, that is
1: that is the implication of some sort
0: but um anyway so yeah like these these gooms the gooms these goons swarm the compound and take the family hostage and and the the little girl in the family calls out to Santa Claus for help. And Santa it be a walkie
1: talkie. I just want to be clear. It's not yes. like she's not just like calling into the night sky no,
0: magically. Santa happens to be there because he's, you know, delivering presents and he's drunk off his ass at the house. And then he gets caught up in the middle of this heist. And he decides like he's going to be the one to save the day. This is the part that's very like diehard theme. It's like a guy who's not really supposed to be there. All of a sudden caught up in the middle of the heist. He's the only one who's not accounted for. So he can like sort of sneak around and get stuff done. Stop it. Yeah. He's much less stealthy than John McClane, but there's definitely a vibe there. And so, yeah, the movie is just all about him fighting the bad guys and fighting to save Christmas and, also about Santa Claus believing in the spirit of
1: Christmas again. Yeah. He's got to believe in himself again. You know, it's, um, we've all been there. We've all lost faith in ourselves before. Sometimes in order to, to rediscover that faith in yourself, you have to kill two dozen SWAT team members in a shed. Yeah. What can you do? So can sometimes
0: you do? that happens. Um, the cast for this movie is absolutely insane. We've mentioned David Harbour already. John Leguizamo, as the leader of the mercenaries who only goes by the name, Mr. Scrooge. And they
1: all, all of the, all of the mercenaries go by like quaint cr- little Christmas names, Christmas
0: code names, of course, gingerbread um, and blah, 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 blah. Krampus is fun.
1: a fan favorite. Um, uh, yeah. It's all happening out there. Krampus okay. is
0: absolutely nuts. Um, we've got Beverly D'Angelo playing the, the matriarch of the family who was in the National Lampoon movies, including National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's so correct, yes. we got another Christmas classic connection here.
1: Yeah, obviously, probably intentional. Intentional casting mm-hmm. is intentional. Um, Cam Gigandet is in this movie, an actor that I kind of thought disappeared after Twilight, so good for him. He gets to be <laughs> in this movie. Um, short-lived, and he his character is extremely obnoxious, but he's here. <laughs>
0: As you would expect, someone who's been in Twilight to be, but
1: yes, yeah. but he was quite. I mean, he was aggressively. Um, his character was aggressively awful. I think that's safe to say. <laughs> um,
0: so yeah. So uh, I mean, there's there's not a lot else to discuss plot wise, but uh, we can we can talk about just the the crazy vibe of this film. I the, there's. Some wild kills in this movie,
1: yes, <laughs>
0: for a movie where the the main person dishing out the violence is Santa Claus <laughs> um there's an extended sequence in the shed, uh which we alluded to, where like wave after wave of guys keep coming after him, and he keeps finding <laughs> new inventive ways to kill them, including like. <laughs> like wrapping them up in Christmas lights and getting them dragged into a wood chipper. Oh my God. Yeah. That was rough. That was, that was insanely violent. He, he, uh, he
1: stuffs a grenade into a guy and then watches him explode. That does it. Yeah. He literally, when that happens, he like goes to run away and he's like, Oh, I got to watch it and turns back to watch. Um, all right. All right, Santa. Um, Santa's violent. Santa is just like so violent, and it turns out there's like some reasons for that, but like, it's just you know he's got he's got to let it all out. He's got to yeah. let his rage out.
0: He's got a, he's got a fun backstory. We get we get some mythology of Santa in this movie that in in this reality Santa was like a Viking warlord who <laughs> was incredibly violent before he became.
1: Santa, Santa Claus.
0: Claus and Santa Claus. Uh, but Santa was like Santa Claus was like a calling for him. It was like the, these powers were bestowed upon him and he doesn't really understand them, but he knows that he has a duty and that he has these magic powers and that those are there for him to, to do his job. Yeah. It's um, like a
1: recurring joke that he doesn't like, he doesn't understand it.
0: Um, <laughs> I do think that's really fun because the, like, as I said on the last episode, it, the, if you made Santa too powerful in this one that he would like just all powerful, magical, he would too be, it would be too easy for him to defeat all these guys. But at the same time, he clearly has some pretty strong magic powers. So it's just like, Hey, I don't know how this works or what the rules are. So sometimes it like, this is useful for fighting these guys. Other times it just doesn't work. I don't know why. <laughs> right.
1: Yes. Yeah. But it's pretty fun. Um, Whatever, you know, we're watching this movie. I'm not really too concerned with um, whether or not it's uh, realistic or believable.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the best the best magical takedown that he does here is is using his power to go up the chimney. Yeah,
1: that is that is, um uh, you know, we need to put a spoiler alert before we d- describe yeah. that. Well,
0: well we, uh, we, we won't say anything about who he kills, but he does he does use that power to get a kill yeah which is pretty pretty exceptional yeah it's pretty I aggressive not... uh
1: yeah. my my review of this movie on letterboxd was just put david Harper santa claus in the next mortal kombat <laughs> because like i that's like we've got his fatality it's right that there. that, that is a fatality
0: level kill right yeah, there. That, it, was...
1: that was like my my audience was like what the fuck and i was like yeah that's like actually the right reaction right now i don't know what's going on i like i think i like cried laughing i was like this is oh great. yeah it's fucking awesome
0: People were yelling. This was this was a really funny movie. Like, the tone was like comedic violence. Uh, there was some very silly, over the top violence in this. They, like, but it, you know, like very brutal violence at the same time. Like pretty graphic. You get to see like bones break, guys go into wood chippers. Lots of Yeah, and, and like the characters
1: blood. are the, like the characters he kills are not like getting like nice gentle deaths. They're getting, um, they're suffering. Um, yeah. Santa is in, inciting a lot of suffering in this movie. Um, good for him, I guess. I don't know. Um, you know, after this, he'll probably be good for a, a few centuries. So there's that at least. Um, but yeah, he's really, he's really going to town. These people are getting, getting got. Um, but Santa's not the only one who does, like, killing action. Um, our our beloved, like, six-year-old girl gets a couple kills in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <via>, here's be <laughs> an extended Home Alone reference. Yeah, there's um, some
0: illusions early in the movie that she's just watched Home Alone, and she's very into it. Uh, and so, like, she keeps talking about wanting to pull a Home Alone on these guys, and then, like, sets up some pretty home alone esque traps that really like th- these home alone traps are so much more graphically violent to the people who fall into them. Like in home alone, when, uh, when the robbers like fall down the stairs or get hit on the head with bricks or something, it's, it's cartoony. It's like bugs bunny, you know, like they kind of go, Aah! and they get all dusty and burnt and stuff and then shake it off the people get like mutilated by these traps in this one
1: yeah i liked watching it because like so much of this movie is like ridiculous over-the-top violence and then that sequence was just like this is like if home alone like were actually realistic like if the <laughs> traps that he set up like if we just showed them how they would actually play out in in the movie yeah um, so it was kind of funny um because that is pretty much true. <laughs> yeah, the actual
0: graphic consequences of that. Yes. and there's a lot of double fake outs too, where you like you think you know how the trap's supposed to work, and the the crook is like, oh, I've seen this before, and then gets like even worse hit by a different trap that they didn't see.
1: Yes, yes, because this little girl is very smart. Um, she really does it. She's a very she's like. You know, all of these movies need a precocious child. She's she's very, very precocious. Um, yeah, she's doing it though. She's out here living her best life, setting up some home alone traps, fighting off the villains. Um, it's good for her. Somebody has to do it because God knows her family can't fucking defend themselves. Um, well, they sort of towards the end, I guess. But there's <laughs> been a lot of this movie just being like, <laughs> uh, so. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. The rest of them are pretty helpless. Um, and you, you think that a family like this would have some guns available somewhere uh but that does not appear to be the case. They appear to be entirely relying on the outside security well, them mm. liberal corporations mm. uh,
1: yeah, I mean yeah, especially since like though the theory that you just said was that they're a defense contract. anyway um that they um <laughs> they you would think you would think um I also I like. I just have so many questions about like what the real plan was from like John Leguizamo's like, crew, and then like the double cross that happens when like the the crew that's supposed to stop him like betrays the family, and like I'm like, what? How are you gonna get out of this? Like when like when all of this news broke, everybody was gonna know like what happened. Like you're like a a hired team. Are <laughs> like, they just
0: all gonna flee to Venezuela or something? Like right? I don't <laughs> see how this is gonna work. And um, like I
1: don't think many. I mean. Maybe I just, like, don't understand the allure of money or something because I've never had enough of it for it to corrupt me. But it's, like, I would not want to flee everything and everyone I know for an amount of money. Like, I just, like, would not want to move to another country just because of money. Sorry. That's right not of interest to me.
0: Well, I think that the people in this movie don't probably have those kind of familial connections that they would care not, about. You
1: know, I don't. It doesn't need to be familial. But, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I I get the sense that John Leguizamo's character particularly does not care about anyone else but himself, and oh, yeah, specifically absolutely. hates like most other people.
1: He's like a monster. Like,
0: um, he's a pretty bad guy. Um, he's really endearing. And what, what's interesting is that like his character is set up like he's a guy who hates Christmas. So I, I love I love that bit of characterization. He's not just like a. A mindless killer like he is that but also he specifically hates christmas and so when santa claus shows up he's instantly like he doesn't care even if it is the real santa claus who's against him he's like i want to kill santa fuck this guy um and he's got like a whole backstory for why he hates christmas too but uh that that establishes him as is like a very anti-christmas guy but also just like a really like anti-social guy. He hates everyone but himself. He's literally just going to be there.
1: Yeah, he's not particularly likable. He's, he's not yeah.
0: loyal to his crew either. So he, 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 his long-term plan was probably just to screw everyone else over and then flee with all the money.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's probably true. He's, he doesn't seem like he has any other real loyalties or concerns. He just wants money. Um, wants money and comfort for himself. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. It's interesting because John Leguizamo is like the most likable person I think who has ever like been on the screen. But um
0: Oh yeah, just, he's great.
1: <laughs> just like an, a like a completely un un-hatable human being. Like every yeah. every time he's on screen I'm like, "Oh, I love you so much." But then he has to play the, like the most loathsome characters. Like, "All right, I don't have to." Do he he that
0: does play too. a good villain. He's yeah. he's very good at that. He's very
1: good at this. Um good for him. Um I guess like charming villains are a thing. Um so yeah, he's he's very and all of his other like his staff is like made up of the like it's like how did you find these people did you like go on like reddit.com and like find some people on some weird ass subreddit like um you got like a bunch of like i don't know like people from questionable parts of europe i guess um who, yeah like it's it's unclear but yeah. they have some sort of like weird accent it's like maybe they're yeah. russian but diehard reference I... probably Die- yeah absolutely yeah. yeah um yeah maybe they're german yeah so um but they're all like have these ridiculous names that you have like one woman who's like, maybe that is the real Santa Claus the whole time. And I'm like, see, <laughs> she gets it. She gets it. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> the, that doesn't spare her uh, from getting murdered by Santa Claus. But, um, you know, she's a murderer. So what are you going to do? Um, yeah.
0: The Krampus guy, the, the guy whose name is Krampus is like a total psychopath. He's like trying to find the, oh, the he's most like a
1: lunatic he's twisted
0: like, ways to try to get information out of the family. Yeah, he's like a like,
1: non-psychopath. Oh. He's like he's got a weird like sexual fetish for whatever he's doing. I don't know what's going on with him. He's upsetting yeah. me. Um, but you know, it happens. Um, I guess he's a good guy for Mister um, Scrooge to have on the team. Uh, yeah, why not? And,
0: and then you've got like some of the other lead henchmen who are like totally fine with just hunting down a kid and killing her okay. <laughs> because she ran away. Uh, yeah, these aren't great people. Folks. these are some these are some real bad nuts so uh they they get what's coming to them.
1: It's fun to see them go down it is yeah it is fun because they're all just so so vile and some of them are just so stupid it's so it's you know it's because it's like also a comedy you know all of his henchmen also have to be like just completely idiotic most of the time um, which is kind of funny. Krampus is weirdly like maybe the smartest of his crew.
0: Yeah, um, like they're not all like like we should we should make clear that, like they like they, some of them are kind of bumbling, but mostly they're a pretty tight crew with a solid plan.
1: Well, they're competent uh, in their skill set, but they're all. I would not say that anyone other than like John Leguizamo is like particularly good at being the brains of any operation
0: yeah say. yeah um, most of them are just there to take orders
1: yeah they they have, not they, they have their skills but those skills are not using their brains <laughs> 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 um, most of them are, are good at what they're good at and that's fine everybody needs you know everybody has their i've seen the nightmare before christmas we all have our place and we shouldn't stray from it that's the the, the message i took from uh, a <laughs> fucking nightmare before christmas very progressive <laughs> message that one um yeah, so they're fun. Um so you get to see Santa Claus pick them off one by one in like increasingly upsetting ways. Um just like you know, it starts out with like, "Oh, this guy accidentally fell out a window and got impaled." And then by the end, Santa Claus is like throwing people into wood chippers and <laughs> and like breaking them, breaking like every bone in their body, so that they look like fucking Strom at the end of Saw Five. Oh no, They you know what I'm talking about. He looked like that. Oh. That, that that I saw that mass like bloodied suit, and I was like, "Fucking Detective Strom." Yeah, that's you. yeah, that's that's him. R.I.P. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Forever in our hearts. Uh, fan cam insert fan cam right here um uh, fan cam of just him doing the tracheotomy um, yeah god yeah yeah i don't know this movie was fun I, what what's weird about this movie to me is that like every so often it suddenly decides to be like a, a sappy tearjerker not tearjerker a sappy like true christmas story about like the meaning of christmas i'm like i just like i'm not like i just watched somebody get thrown like i just watched santa claus kill like two dozen people i really don't want to hear about how i need to like believe or whatever right like <laughs> i like i'm not my brain is not there it's it's you drenched in in so much blood i have tuned out any like heartfelt message at this point point. and i i, like, I, I thought awkward.
0: that was good i mean i i thought that was what made it more of a Christmas movie and let not so much of just a Christmas themed action movie is that, you know, every Christmas movie has to have a, a message about hope and belief and whatever. And this one, you know, it worked one in there, uh, whether, <laughs> whether it's internally consistent with the rest of the film, I, that's debatable definitely. But I was glad that it was there. I, I did like that, you know, the Santa characters, whole arc starting off, like, obviously he, he, Uh, A lot of Christmas movies, the theme is like learning to believe in Christmas again. And Santa can never fully not believe in Christmas because he's Santa and he knows like the magic of Christmas is real. He's just very jaded about it. He's like, okay, you know, like Christmas is magic, but nobody gives a shit anymore. Um, But at the end, he, you know, he gets to a point where he, he believes that he has a real purpose in defending the innocent and uh providing hope to humanity and i think that that's that's a beautiful thing even if it's achieved <laughs> even if it's achieved with a wood chipper
1: yeah but it's like um god i read too many com- like um you know it's like 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 watching this the whole time i had the experience of like batman talking to Rachel, out racial ghoul like it's like oh like you want to save the world and make it a better place, but you want to kill, like, half the people in the process. Like, that's Santa Claus um, in this movie. It's like, oh, well, yeah, you, you know, Christmas joy, you want to spread that, but, like, you got to kill a bunch of people first. I'm like, I don't know that, like, sometimes the ends don't justify the means Santa. Santa. Um, but, you know, Santa's got to do his thing. In this case, he it was all self-defense. He was going to die if he didn't do what he had to do, so. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he—he's not Santa's not going to go out. It's a big mission to kill all the bad people. Now I think he just—he really Santa's needed actually
1: joining like the DC Comics lineup, and he's going to go out there and just like fucking fucking kill everyone He's the next Spawn. DC like Spawn meet Santa Claus. That's going to be the next you know next crossover event. You
0: know I hate to bring it up again, but he does kind of have the Will Ferrell inspired vibe going on here where he's he's afraid to turn to the bad side again um like he at first he really does not want to go violent oh that's Uh,
1: explicitly a thing yeah no i agree
0: and and, uh because he knows that he has this violent past and he struggles with that um but in the end he he realizes he needs to to go all in on this to save he needs to go whole hog yeah Forgive me, master, but I have to go all out just one more time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Forgive me, master. His master being God only knows what. Mjolnir. Um, yeah. Fake Mjolnir.
0: The uh, Santa that came before. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, I, I thought that, that he, he had a good story arc there um, coming to terms with himself and his past. And that was good. It was just, like,
1: kind of hard to care sometimes. Like, like, okay, Die Hard is a pretty violent movie in a lot of ways, but you care because, like, they don't, like, linger on, like, overly gruesome shit the whole time. Like, you know, it's like people get shot and we move on. Like, (laughs) in this movie, it's like Santa, like, breaking people's bones in weird ways and throwing them into wood chippers and, you know, scrunching up their body so that it's now the hypercube. Like, (laughs) like, I don't, you know these are things that are like genuinely distracting. And most movies do that because they know they're distracting and like, that's okay. But it's like, it's really hard to like, as a viewer to like go back and forth mentally between like the, the vibes this movie is going for. I wish they'd found a way to like more seamlessly integrate the moods. Mm -hmm. Um, other in a way that didn't give you like PowerPoint circa 2000 transition (laughs)
0: all right yeah Uh, that's that's fair that's fair uh but
1: i did again i did actually enjoy this movie it like had a lot of fun if you can handle violence i definitely recommend it um but it 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 was just i really wish they'd found a way to not be like oh if we string all of these scenes together with the little girl it's like now a kid's movie and if you string all the other scenes together it's like very much not like you know i wish (laughs) they would found a way to like better incorporate
0: integrate it better Yeah. yeah okay yeah yeah that that makes sense. Uh, I also, yeah.
1: like, didn't know what the fuck we were supposed to think of this family. Like, thematically, are we supposed to like them or supposed to not like them? Because at the end, it's like, you're kind of rooting for them to, like, win out here. But it's like, I think they are all, like, bad. Like, I think yeah. these people are bad. Except for, like, the daughter and her mother. I think they are all pretty shitty. Even, the, so... even like, the, the daughter's father is, like... Yeah, he's like less shitty, but he was also gonna steal like hundreds of millions of dollars and just like abdicate. <laughs> yeah. Like God only knows where the fuck he was gonna go. Yeah, with that money. you think
0: you think that he's like one of the good guys at first, and then like towards the end, you're like, wait, he's like just as shitty as the rest of them. He was just gonna screw everybody else over. Um, Also, the other and kid like, is what? also shitty. Where was
1: he gonna like? Oh, the little that that boy is like fucking Justin Bieber as a sociopath. Like, <laughs> like. That boy was it like fucking insane. He's like the epitome of, you know, that um, vine where that boy is like doing that song <laughs> you know that in front vine? of his. Yeah. Well, that boy's like like lip syncing to a song and behind him. You can see his grandpa like f- actively flatlining. And you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. OK, OK. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's definitely that vibe. He's like he's trying to be an influencer. That's his whole thing uh but also he's jake just paul. like st- jake
1: paul logan paul whichever yeah. of the two did the thing in the fucking suicide forest fucking yeah. nightmare man yeah
0: um, he's also just straight up a douchebag to the rest of his family like calling them out to the criminals whenever he has information that could be valuable to them okay
1: but they all throw one another under the bus that's yeah. not just him
0: oh yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely but you'd expect it less from a child but not this one <laughs>
1: like even the, the 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 littlest girl's mother is like quick to be like kill that kill that one don't kill me kill that one and she was probably the best adult in the room there i mean easily um, yeah definitely uh um, but
0: it, it like towards the end they kind of like the the surviving ones kind of come together and there you get the feeling that they'll be more supportive going forward i still don't get the sense that they're particularly good people
1: no and like <laughs> just i don't get that, any sense that like the mother of that family was going to be a more supportive human being she like well she was a piece of work
0: oh like, yeah she was awful
1: yeah so i like it was just like a very weird thing where i was like i don't know why i should root for anybody here except for the little girl and santa claus like like i don't i don't know why i care um
0: yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe at the end, that's all all you have to root for. You want the little girl to survive. Yeah, but then they all
1: have to like be like, and then also, I guess have I her believe uh-huh. I believe in Santa, and I'm like, ah, shut up! I don't care what y'all believe. Like, I don't, <laughs> maybe, you
0: know. maybe they will become better people because they know that Santa exists. That, they, yeah, well, like, the that movie
1: didn't make that clear. That's
0: always that's always the subtext in a Santa Claus movie that, like, finally, you could be the worst person in the world, but if you finally find out that Santa Claus is real you're going to be a better person. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not saying it makes any sense, but that's definitely an established trope in Santa Claus movies.
1: You're right. That is an established trope. And you're also right. It does not make sense. <laughs> that's just, that's
0: where we are. That, that is the state of the Western canon. Um, that's the
1: way the cookie crumbles.
0: I don't make the rules folks. I just report them. Um, but yeah, so that, that that is a violent night. It's a lot of fun. It is Again, a lot of fun. It's very fun. Yeah, if you like action movies, you know, if I, you can handle the violence, when I was check watching it, it out
1: at uh, the Alamo, I got their Christmas special of warm cookies with chocolate milk. Was, of course, I spiked the hot chocolate. Sorry, not chocolate <laughs> milk. Um, but I was like, oh wow, it's so Christmassy. It really did. It really was like it did set the mood. It is actually a very Christmassy movie. So that's actually kind of nice. Um, I'll give it that. Um, unlike the other movie we're going to talk about, which is just like has some Christmassy visuals, but nothing about it is Christmassy otherwise. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get into it. But uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas almost feels kind of anti-Christmas <laughs> more than the, the the pro-Christmas. I mean, I can movie. I can
1: definitely support an anti-Christmas movie, too. I don't want to don't want to. Oh, absolutely. Say that I cannot. Um, absolutely. But yeah, no, I would agree that it's a little bit anti-Christmas in some ways. Um, so, yeah, yeah, this movie was very yeah, it was it was something. It was something. It was fun. I would I would watch it again. I would I would review. Oh
0: yeah. I feel like this this is the kind of movie that I could see throwing on every couple Christmases when you're in the mood for something other than the usual Christmas specials or It's a Wonderful Life or whatever. You're like, Let's get Christmas but also some action. This is the one.
1: Well, the one is Die Hard. Well, Die Hard is very un Christmas, but yeah. It's fake. Christmas. It's like a Christmas movie, but it's like such a light Christmas.
0: It's got the Christmas trappings. This one has the themes and like the actual Santa Claus and the typical, like you could be a better person message. So this one, this one actually feels like it is a Christmas movie in addition to be being an action movie, which I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to come down hard against Die Hard as a Christmas movie. No,
1: Die Hard is a five star movie and it is definitely a Christmas movie.
0: It's so. a great movie. It is a Christmas movie, but there are there are elements that it lacks of the classic Christmas movie. A big one being like the uh, like believing in magic or like you can be a better person like anyone can turn it around. Those are the big staples of the Christmas movie genre. Right. Um, not every Christmas movie has them. But you know, the more yeah, that you have, I just saw
1: Black Christmas on the big screen, so I gotta say, oh,
0: <laughs> Black Christmas has like none of those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> none at all. Black Christmas may be less of a Christmas movie by the numbers than Die Hard, but even though it's, it's... more
1: of a Christmas movie <laughs> in virtually every possible way yes, it is, it is
0: definitely it is definitely in the gestalt a Christmas movie, yeah, um, absolutely. But you know. there's no formula to determine a Christmas movie. There's just a lot of elements you have to look at.
1: It's all about vibes. Like what are the vibes? Like there are movies that have nothing to do with Christmas that are somehow Christmas movies. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. So so like it it just, it's really all about some vibes. So it just depends. And this movie does have the vibes. The vibes are right. They check out. It's a Christmas movie.
0: They pass the vibe check. All right. So, Why don't we talk about Christmas, Bloody Christmas? This is...
1: Christmas, Bloody Christmas.
0: This is another violent Santa Claus movie, and yet a very, very different one. Um, About as different as another violent Santa Claus movie could be.
1: I would agree with that assessment. This is an exceedingly different violent Santa Claus movie. Um, and this one, Santa Claus is neither real nor the hero. So let's start there, which is very different than the last movie where Santa Claus is both real and the hero. Um,
0: this movie uh, passes no judgment whatsoever as to whether Santa Claus is real, but you, you get the feeling that in this universe, Santa Claus is not real.
1: Yeah, yeah, you definitely don't get the sense that Santa Claus is real, which means you must be left with the assumption that we all live within the real world that we live in. Um, so, yeah. Sorry to anybody who listens who believes in Wait, Santa Claus.
0: Wait, excuse me. Are you telling me that
1: you don't believe in Santa Claus? Um, I, you know, I don't want to, like, be the bearer of bad news on this podcast. <laughs> I don't want to be Scrooge <laughs> McDuck. I don't want to do it. I just don't. That's not my thing. That's not my vibe. But, you know...
0: Bad news or false testimony? What? W- which is it?
1: I am. <laughs> who can
0: know? Who can know for sure?
1: I am a false prophet. If there ever was one, you're um, a
0: false prophet, and God is a superstition.
1: Listen, this movie features the only truly scary Santa Claus there could be, and that's an animatronic.
0: <laughs> animatronic Santa Claus.
1: That is. Gotta say, animatronics are one of the most genuinely scary creations that we've come up with. So I really support this movie saying, you know what? What if what if? Just what if? You Um, know,
0: having been close to animatronic Santa Clauses before, uh, yeah, they're they're about as evil as the thing could get.
1: Yeah. It's not good. We shouldn't let these things out there. They are proof that
0: the devil is real. We, we don't need an animatronic Santa Claus.
1: Look, we've had proof. Remember that lady from the 80s or whatever whose toaster made Satan toast? I remember her. <laughs> <laughs> Satan the, toast? The machines have been evil for a long time. When you start giving them bodies to look like Santa Claus, a beloved mm-hmm. creature,
0: we can't do it's this. It's a perversion of the holy symbol of Santa Claus.
1: Yeah, we can't do this. We can't do this. Stick to, like, fucking animatronics of Jesus or something.
0: Look. I do think the idea of a killer animatronic Santa Claus is very unique and particularly scarier than just a regular killer Santa.
1: Yes. Regular killer Santa is like so laughably just like not a thing that we consider that it doesn't really work as like being genuinely scary. Like it can't work. I don't think for most people, you know, um, I think the animatronic route Can work because it's all like, well, I definitely don't like those. None of us like the uncanny valley shit. And yeah, it just, it works a lot better. Um, And also it's like a robot old man. Got to say not a thing that most of us are looking to be around. So it's weird. weird.
0: (laughs) Speak for yourself. I love the American adventure at Epcot.
1: (laughs) How do you feel about the hall of presidents? Um,
0: <laughs> there are some very uncanny presidents in there. <laughs> it's like very
1: upsetting. It's like deeply upsetting.
0: <laughs> um, that is that is probably the most upsetting animatronic show. What about when Disney. there was
1: Johnny Depp in? Um...
0: <laughs> he's still there, Johnny yeah. Depp. I mean, he's he's a good animatronic. He's well done. A little like, upsetting now. So you...
1: It's almost like if you never mind. That's gonna be mean. I, <laughs> It's like if you went so if you went to the Hall of Presidents and fucking Frank Underwood was in there.
0: Um, well, but you go into Hall of Presidents and Donald Trump is there now. Yeah, so that's like, just I mean, as bad.
1: That's actually. You yeah. can't really. That's um. That's that's some fucking bleak shit. I gotta say. <laughs> um,
0: you can't really beat that. Like that. That made an already disturbing attraction
1: even worse. Yeah, but yeah, but disturbing for other reasons, unfortunately. So yeah, um, yeah, you're right. Good point. Uh, good, good call. Yeah, so. A, animatronic santa is like deeply upsetting just like yeah it's not I, yeah
0: in general i love animatronics i'm a big fan of animatronics i love animatronic shows i don't i don't entirely understand why everyone is so terrified by them but i can see the uncanniness
1: it's and um, how they
0: can be a little creepy sometimes
1: for me it's it's i think of them the same way i think of like big mascots um, you know, the big mascots at like, you know, college games or something, <laughs> which yeah. are just like very upsetting to me. There's just like something there's something unholy about it all. Um you know, and like big mascots at games when they're not meant to be human don't really bother me. It's the ones that are meant to be human where I'm like, this is just deeply not right. Like there's yeah, something like, something unholy.
0: Purdue Pete is pretty disturbing.
1: Purdue Pete is upsetting. And like, like I don't know, like you could just have like a guy in a hat be Pete. Like it doesn't have to be this thing with this giant head, you know what I mean? Um, it could just be a human. And then it would be less upsetting and weird. Um
0: It is funny. I don't I don't find Cavman at UVA
1: that that's, creepy. Okay, we're biased. Um <laughs> But Cavman also So there's a, like with the big mascots, there's a thing with um proportions. And Purdue Pete has weird proportions. Like nobody's head yes. is actually Elongated like that. Caveman has a pretty normal proportion. Like the shape of his head is like normal. Like proportionally, obviously, it's wrong because the head is like he still has a pretty big head. Yeah, but, but that's just like a mascot thing. You have to do that. But, yeah, like, the, the shape is pretty is pretty normal. Um, but even then, like I don't want to pose for a photo with Caveman. Like I don't want to <laughs> do that. Um, so you know, I don't know. I I don't like. I don't like the big like even like when I was you know I was at Disney well, we were both at Disney World this year what the fuck um but like <laughs> that we were um when I'm there like if like they're the if like if I have like fully human characters I'll like, be like yeah I want a photo with like Princess Elsa like that's great if I'm up there and it's like Mr. Incredible with like a fucking Matt face <laughs> head thing on I'm like I actually don't want to be near you like I there's something wrong with what's happening.
0: Oh, you like right you like the face characters more than the mascot characters. Huh? Way more.
1: Way more. No, but like See, I, it, I like think if it's I'm like the- a Mickey or like a you know, somebody who's like not meant to be a human, it doesn't bother me at all.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's the it's the humanoid ones. Yeah, I do think that those can be weird. Um which is why I'm glad they generally shy away from doing humanoid ones. They've done like lilo from lilo and stitch before which it, is like yeah
1: they, it's usually like the ones who are like were i don't know i don't know how they make strange. the choice because i was gonna say it's like it's animated characters they tend to do like the but then like anna and elsa are, and all the princesses are yeah most princesses will yeah. be
0: face characters and those are um, those are
1: just so much better just like so significantly better um, oh yeah yeah i don't understand it i don't i don't understand why they make the choices they make i guess they want some things to look like there's like a certain amount of like it needs to look exactly like it does in the movie for some of these ca- I don't know. I mean like you, Mr. <laughs> Incredible I get why there needs to be like a bodysuit, you know what I mean? But like
0: the the strangest one is how they came out with Um, like they usually had like a mascot style Buzz Lightyear for Toy Story, but then when Lightyear came out, they had a face character Buzz Lightyear.
1: Okay. I don't think I like that. I don't think I like
0: that. But, but he was like kind of hot actually. Like people were like thirsting after the live action. Okay. But we've
1: often thirsted after the face characters at Disney World. Like is that, I mean, come on.
0: That, I mean that, like that's. I've been on Tumblr since thing. like yes. 2009. Like
1: I, I know there are like blogs. De- Remember the fucking that one face character, Peter Pan. There were like Tumblr blogs. Oh yeah, yeah, you know. You oh know. no,
0: the the Peter Pan following has gotten so bad that like sometimes the characters have to cycle out because yeah, exactly. The following, it, it's it's a weird time now with the internet. Uh, I don't think that Walt Disney ever planned on this kind of stuff, but. <laughs>
1: You mean Walt Disney didn't plan on people being horny for his face characters? All the
0: time? They didn't think that people would be on TikTok posting about how hot Peter Pan is. It was like, before TikTok.
1: It was way no. before TikTok. You were just on Tumblr.com <laughs> saying whatever God knows unholy thoughts poured into your brain. Um, yeah, so all of that is to say, all of that about face characters and being horny for them is to say, fucking animatronic Santa Claus is actually upsetting and frightening in some ways. Um this movie doesn't yes. use that to the to its fullest potential, I would say, but it is still in theory a very upsetting concept to me.
0: Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I do feel like it's a it's a big flaw in this movie that they don't show as much of the animatronic Santa as they could. <laughs> like it seemed like there's so much of... So, when the movie is first starting out, there's long stretches of time where we don't even see him. We don't know anything about him. And then when he shows up, there's a lot of POV shots. So, again, you're not seeing creepy animatronic Santa. And then once the action takes off, there's a lot of stuff that's just filmed from a long distance. So, you're yeah. not even sure what you're watching.
1: So, some of that was obviously, like, budgeting um, issues, but um, I mean, if I had to guess, right? Um,
0: yeah, but like, I, I, like we sh- we should be clear. This is clearly a very low budget movie, um, right. which we love. Yep, we, we're absolutely. we're big fans of low budget independent films here. Yeah, we like uh, low
1: budget independent horror movies that have to rely on practical effects, like this one did. Not a problem. Um, and there are
0: some very good practical effects. Yeah, in they're a little bit gnarly.
1: Well. They're they're uh, they're pretty gross. Um, we've got yeah all sorts of shit happening. Um, but. But I agree, you know, um, and it's also like there's no argument for why they needed to like lead with POV shots from animatronic Santa. Like we all know who it is, you know, like there's no there's no question about who it is. We like when you go to watch the movie, the poster is an evil looking animatronic Santa fucking. We know what's happening in this movie. We know why we're here. I don't. So like the 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 like. Usually those sorts of POV shots are made because you're not supposed to know who the killer is or what they look like. Well, in this, we know. So what's the point? Uh,
0: yeah, I feel like so, like this movie is definitely calling on a lot of 80s horror movie tropes, and I feel like that that's part of it. But, yeah, it would have been better served by, like like, we all know who's going to be doing the killing. So, like, do more to show how scary the killer is. We already know who it's going to be, so just show him
1: being creepy and weird. That I, I feel like that would have been better, or just show him at all. He was very confusing. I don't really know what he was about. Like I have no no real idea. Um, what?
0: Yeah, we don't know what his motivations are. So he the idea is that the, the in this reality, they've dispatched this super high tech, realistic Santa animatronic to toy stores in the area, and he's going to be greeting the kids who knows why (laughs) because yeah kids are definitely gonna be more comfortable sitting on a robot santa's lap than a regular santa um but there's also this insinuation that the robot is actually like recycled military tech which i don't Like, it might have been briefly hinted at in the opening of the movie, but I can't even remember specifically seeing it. I do Um, know that it's mentioned in the trailer, but I'm like, is it even, is that even
1: established at all in the movie itself? The movie doesn't establish much of anything. You're just kind of on your own when you're watching this movie, there's no real um, explanation. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah 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 it's 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 pretty vague but like I, I i thought that was an interesting backstory for the killer robot santa i do i also like the opening a, of this think movie of, um
1: there's a movie where that's the thing anyway continue there's like an oh. 80s movie like class like maybe it's like not the sequel to class of you know a uh, class of 89 or whatever the sequel anyway
0: um, I haven't seen it, but I, I know they like the general. Yeah, the, the
1: sequel is like it's like it, they're like trained to do military stuff, so when then they like go off the handle, and that's why they're so good at killing people. Anyway, um, continue. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely got like chopping mall style vibes. Very we chopping. We this movie
1: has has a lot of chopping mall vibes. Um, the
0: the robot that's intended for one thing actually <laughs> is completely capable of doing something much worse. Is <laughs> and sure enough it does Um, but yeah the opening of the movie is like it's very similar to like WNUF Halloween special or something where it's like showing like fake old commercials and stuff and they're sort sort of setting up the world here like establishing that these Santas are out there in toy stores and uh, just setting up the general Christmas vibe but it's kind of funny, like these these ads make it seem like very '80s or whatever, and then the like the movie appears to be in a modern setting. I mean, maybe it's supposed to be '80s, but it really doesn't feel like it. No,
1: no, 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 it's mm-hmm. not '80s because at one point she's like, "Where's your phone?" and and he's yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, where's my okay, phone? yeah. So, so it's, I, definitely, I it's definitely, it's definitely modern. I don't know if it's like contemporary, like 2020s, because we I don't remember seeing their phones like it could very easily be like
0: it could be 2010s to twenty ten. yeah 20s. it could be, it
1: could be the 2000s or 10s and i w- i wouldn't know um because i did also it was just something the vibe i mean of course the vibe was intentionally trying to be a throwback to the 80s but it was like the fact that nobody really just pulled out a cell phone at any point was kind of telling i mean like not regularly you know what i mean um so i don't know it, it was weird it was it, and, and like the movie opens with them like in like a a shop that is like not lit, like any shop that you would ever go into in 2022. Um, yeah. Um, well,
0: so. well, let's be clear. Nothing in this movie is lit. Like any real place you've ever been to. That's
1: also true. <sighs> You're right.
0: Um, the, the lighting is probably the most noteworthy thing about this film is like every single scene is like neon drenched, multiple different bright colors. Um, it's pretty fun. Sometimes it gets to be a bit much. Sometimes the light is so overbearing that, like, characters' faces are hard to read. I would say, in, the in
1: general, the lighting can be overbearing to the point of making the whole thing hard to read in this movie. It's uh it's-
0: it's pretty aggressive. It's an interesting vibe. They're definitely going for like a like that cool neon drench vibe. It's just it's done a little too much at times. Yes, um, yes. this movie was shot on sixteen millimeter film, um, but I don't like. I didn't really get that big of a film vibe from it. Um, like sometimes it has like that sort of gritty grainy filminess but it doesn't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how well they use that. I don't really know enough about the difference between film stock and digital to know what to look for. But I know that they made like a big deal out of the fact that this was 16 millimeter and it, it just, it didn't feel that different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Oh, well. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i mean well let, let's let's not be i don't want to be too harsh on this film it's fun it's it's a fun kind of you know gritty holiday horror movie if you've seen like grindhouse 70s films it or 80s it's kind of going for that vibe it's That's also like
1: explicitly what it's like yeah for, yeah
0: you're not going to get too much plot or character from this movie.
1: I'll tell you that. Um, starting. Really, yeah. It, it That's like my biggest problem with this movie. Cause like, you don't have to have a ton of character, but you have, you have to have enough to like make you care about rooting for somebody. Like you, you can't just like, it can't just be like a, a character you don't care about with a killer who has no personality. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't do that in a slasher and this movie kind of unfortunately falls into that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that that is a problem because like sometimes with a slasher movie, you get away with having like sort of cardboard characters with no personality because you've got like a slasher who's got a really interesting backstory,
1: or and, like, it's like trying to a be deep most, developed character, or it's like trying to be mostly a comedy, and so then you don't really need to care about the characters in the same way. This movie isn't quite gunning for comedy in the same. Yeah,
0: way. it's not really funny. Um, I mean, early
1: or some early scenes kind of are, and some of the, the early kills are kind of ridiculous, but like by, by the second half of the movie, you're not trying to, it's not trying to make you laugh anymore.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's true. And like we've said, the killer's a robot, so no personality there. Um, His motivations aren't even very clear. Like we, we maybe know that he's recycled military tech, but why is he driven to just kill every, human being in sight and more and why,
1: more than that why is he then going after specific humans like
0: yeah like, yeah why does he why, go
1: after the main girl after she runs away like there's no real reason for that he could just like go somewhere else and kill other people You don't yeah, know? yeah he, he like, follows
0: her from like miles away and like gets into a car and drives it just to go find her and it's like well why why does he have this particular attachment to hunting down this one target exactly nobody exactly. knows
1: yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it, it's just so like and but what's interesting like the movie starts with like characters just talking and like you don't get a lot of character development. But like I feel like you can glean some information about the characters from the the way they talk about like movies and music like, you know, some stuff. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, but then like by the second half of the movie, it's just like people running around screaming with no. There's nothing like it, you know, and and that's not really a way to build like an interesting horror movie. <laughs> you know um
0: yeah so so the opening of the movie is very much like people in their 20s like hanging out getting drunk partying on christmas eve um like record store and toy store workers um it it feels very mumblecore like it, i i don't but no, than normal core. but yeah, it yeah. seems it seems like that, like the dialogue in this might have been at least partially improvised. Um, lots of lots of swearing, lots of talking about sex and drinking so, and just lots of talking about like movies and music. That, that was that was actually my favorite part of the dialogue is like the, the various arguments about. Like which horror sequel is better okay, and stuff let, like let's that. Let's talk about
1: some of that. I like when she said that Book of Shadows was the best Blair Witch movie. No. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off.
0: She fuck has fuck some off. insane takes on movies.
1: So I think that's like one of the ways that like the, the like the dialogue of them arguing about movies actually does reveal some character things. She's like obviously a fucking contrarian. Like Yeah. Yeah, you know, she
0: she wants to, she doesn't, she's not content with liking the popular thing. She's, she's like, intentionally oh, yeah.
1: liking the unpopular thing. I
0: like Blair Witch Book of Shadows and Pet Cemetery 2 more than the original.
1: Hey, okay, but <laughs> I gotta say, I loved when she talked about Pet Cemetery 2. And that's because one, Mary Lambert, who directed A Castle for Christmas, um, <laughs> um and she yes. name drops Mary Lambert. But I also last night watched a movie directed by Mary Lambert called the in like i had no idea i was gonna be watching this movie and i watched it i was like fuck off fuck Wait, off." which <laughs> uh, movie did you watch? the in crowd it's a the 2000 movie directed by mary lambert and it's like a <laughs> it's like a teen erotic thriller starring a girl who really fucking wishes she were ali larder um, <laughs> uh, um like and, and so i watched this movie specifically because it was directed by mary lambert i checked it out from uh kim's video underground um and oh yeah, hell yeah it was like real fun i gotta say this 2000 movie it's not good but it was like oh hell yeah this is like prime drinking and 2000 like vibes movie
0: um god i love we're at the that we're at the point when like 2000s movies is a vibe and like a vintage that you can Okay, but this was
1: 2000 to. this was a 2000 like, movie 2000- so it's basically a 90s movie in vibes right like because that when it was true. when it was shot it was all done in the 90s basically right so um so you know this feel but like but anything so anything pre-911 is just like such a like a specific vibe.
0: Yeah, yeah, pre-911 really does still feel like the late 90s. Yeah. And like <laughs> it, it it changes pretty sharply around 2002.
1: But like 2000s are still a vibe too. Like teen movies from the 2000s had a very distinct flavor to them that is completely changed from what they are now um oh definitely yeah um, and so does horror horror has completely changed from the 2000s
0: um oh man 2000s horror is really like i mean it it's probably in recent decades the most distinct decade since the 80s like i can't think of another decade of horror that's more distinct
1: i would agree with that. that the 2000s horror is um Because of the torture porn, like just like the the torture
0: porn thing, the Japanese remakes,
1: like, yeah, there's like, just like such distinctive horror that was happening in the 2000s. Yeah. I would, I would 100% agree with that. It's, it's extremely distinctive. I love, yeah. Um, so yeah. So anyway, she name drops Mary Lambert, and I screamed because I watched a Mary Lambert movie last night um, <laughs> on DVD. Um, so I was like, "Hell yeah, we're doing some Mary Lambert." Um, so we that was need
0: really fun. A Mary Lambert authorist reevaluation when
1: listen mary lambert is an interesting director because she did a castle for christmas the pet cemetery movies this movie the in crowd i don't know what the fuck is going on with this lady <laughs> uh, i love her god knows um, we do love a director whose filmography is just all over the place so chaotic it's just like whatever the fuck she wants to do and you know what she should be allowed to do that um so yeah, she also like her f- the okay, back to the movie. Her favorite uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie was fucking Nightmare on Elm Street 6, Freddy's Dead. Like fuck <laughs> off. That's I mean, it's not the worst cuz Nightmare on Elm Street 5 is like real fucking bleak. But it's pretty bad. Like <laughs> like um you know that isn't it six that has fucking breckenmeier and Meyer and um the Roseanne Bar cameo. Um,
0: I don't know. I've only seen like the first three.
1: honestly. Oh, you know uh. I've seen them all. Um.
0: But yeah, but like this is this is the kind of movie with like it feels like the point is not necessarily to have the right opinion, but just to know enough to have an opinion. So it's like yes, I like the 6th movie the best.
1: Okay, but I do like <laughs> so you the can sixth... tell
0: I've seen all of them. I do
1: like the 6th Friday the 13th movie the best. That is the best Friday the 13th movie. Um Which so, one's that? Uh it's it's uh Friday the 13th part 6 Jason Lives. Um Okay. It's great. It's so good. Um Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Who cares? Um yeah, the, this movie like there's just so much. I I really liked the back and forth between these characters. I thought they had like good like actual chemistry. Like they they just like they worked really well together. Unfortunately, they're like employer and employee. So you know.
0: Yeah. There's Eth- ethics. There's some re- reverse me too potential there. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, you know
1: he he treats her well gotta say they seemed
0: like they were both both pretty game for what was going on um and they're they, also they like had
1: employee employer and like a, i mean not to d- diminish doing retail but they're not like like you know they're working in like a, a shop somewhere it's not like, it's
0: not a high pressure environment yeah, he could yeah. he could easily go get minimum wage You're working somewhere in like
1: some what is it it's like they had records but it's, it's also-
0: like a it's a record store they also sell other videos stuff, and other yeah. stuff yeah so
1: it's like it's like a, the kind of work environment that's pretty chill like you you know you're not gonna work there and it's like some like it's not like working at a target retail you know like it's you yeah it's a pretty chill like you probably have to know somebody to get the job there in the first place so it's already like whatever um so you know yeah you know maybe slightly suspect but they she seems like she's probably a fine boss anyway so um yeah but they do they do fool around we get to see her we get to see him eat her out and i have to call it out he wanted to be pegged and it doesn't happen and I'm extremely <laughs> upset. I'm like so upset on his behalf. I'm like I'm devastated, I'm mortified. I can't believe we didn't get to see a pegging scene he, in on a movie. I was like I was like, "Hell yeah, I want to see this guy get pegged." Let's He go. died go.
0: before getting pegged. It's yeah. so tragic. God. Um, Hopefully
1: he's, he'd been pegged before. Hopefully that was like <laughs> not like a bucket list thing for him. Yeah.
0: Um, he died he died having never been pegged. The tragedy the absolutely tragedy. tragedy
1: i was like um, i was so ready i was like hell yeah let's see that let's go <laughs> i was like i'm gonna get so into this movie and then it didn't happen
0: i do think it, it's funny that this movie was like willing to be very sexually explicit in the dialogue and then when it came to the actual sex scenes it was pretty tame like nobody ever actually got naked at all like they just got down to their underwear and
1: yeah i thought that, <laughs> that was never, annoying yeah
0: and and then like yeah, we 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 got a hint at a possible pegging but it never happened. Uh so yeah. It's kind of kind of blue balls there, but a little bit of blue balls. Know. Um
1: <laughs> and I can't really think of many movies that have shown pegging other than like Deadpool. Didn't Deadpool like hint at it? Yeah. Pegging? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um
0: <laughs> that is probably the most mainstream film to have a pegging scene. Yeah.
1: In it. Um so, you know, you know, I was I was really hoping for it. And it's like it's not like this movie had to worry about a theatrical release. So I'm not really sure what the concern was with absolutely being a little more explicit on the sexual stuff.
0: Um, I, I just I wonder if like the the actors didn't want to do it or something. I mean, like this is this is a low budget film. They probably like
1: they probably did. didn't have like the money to hire like a. A, an intimacy coordinator and stuff like that yeah
0: or like the stunt doubles for something like this yeah. so yeah like i uh, if they didn't want to do it like that's fine fine oh, on yeah them, if the actors but...
1: weren't comfortable that's like that's very fair
0: but it is but it is noteworthy given the general tone of this film that when it comes time for the actual sexiness that it's like whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. <laughs> like we can't do this i did appreciate though that the one sex scene The one, the the two. Well, actually, the two. There were two sex scenes. I forgot about the one that we see from afar, um, happening like in a toy shop on a throne. Um, (laughs) Right, um, right, right. The the ass eating scene. I was gonna say. I appreciate that the two that we saw are like. Ass eating, um, <laughs> that
0: like, one that that one honestly, like, even though they didn't, they it was shown from afar, well, we I, I like the, the fact
1: we saw the ass, we
0: did see some ass that was, um, and like, they were pretty graphic in the dialogue in that yeah. scene, which was so I, that, that I felt that it, like that was more fitting with the general it vibe. Was, of the it was movie. an
1: ass eating scene, and then him eating her out for like a while and then asking to be pegged. I was like, I appreciate (laughs) the sorts of sexual acts we're doing in this movie. I'm here. I'm I'm listening. Um, You know, this is
0: a very feminist sex film.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, I would argue that at one point the movie seemed to be going in a certain direction with regards to feminism and like that being an explicit theme of the movie. Unfortunately, I think it abandoned that theme about halfway through um like it was just like we're gonna do feminism as a as a theme because that's clearly on the top of the main character's mind and now we're done with that and i was like wait hold on what have we done here like yeah. so, um, I, but i did think that was like going in that direction at one point but then it just all sort of all sorts of like meaning and theme fell apart by halfway through this movie and it just became like her fighting robot santa um which is yeah. fun in and of itself. It was just like, I don't know why we did all of this setup for it just to be like people running around screaming for the second part right. of the
0: movie. Yeah, like it is a good like 40 minutes of the of the movie, which like this movie is only an hour and a half long. A good like first 40 of the minutes. Which, is most must
1: say, respect.
0: Yeah. They like yeah. an hour and a half movie. We love a good, tight 90 minute movie. But...
1: Tight was such a choice of word in the (laughs) conversation. (laughs) We like it tight,
0: (laughs) but you know, like the it's basically the first half of the movie is just all like dialogue driven, this mumble core type stuff. The main characters walking around, getting drunk, going from the record store to the toy store, to the bar, back to her place and like running into people along the way. And, In that time, the only hint that this is a horror movie is the fact that their friends who are fucking in the toy store get killed by Robot Santa. But even that, we get very little of. So it's mostly just the first half is just like all dialogue, all set up, whatever. Then once Killer Santa shows up at our main character's house then it's suddenly just like everybody run around screaming because the killer Santa is here time. Right. And then like, that's the only thing that happens there. Like there's like no character from then on. There's very little like story driven stuff. It's all just like, Oh God, get the fuck away from evil Santa. But it's like, even, even to the point where, the the lead sister gets killed like right in front of her. And it takes till like two scenes from then for her to be like, Oh my God, I saw my sister get killed.
1: Yes. Yes. That <laughs> like, whole scene. Okay. That whole scene. Let's like focus in on that for a minute. That whole scene. So like what happens is the main girl sees robot Santa kill a child. First of all, I will give this movie props for killing a child violently. <laughs> Um, i do
0: love i do love that i i've read this in a bunch of reviews that it's like okay like this like i have problems with this film but props for killing the child (laughs) (laughs) i love i love that that's like a thing that we horror fans are like okay like good on you for (laughs)
1: killing a child in this movie i mean like like, i really thought i really thought animatronic santo was gonna have like some built-in thing like Oh, I can't kill like, a kid. Just
0: pat the kid on the head and then walk away and kill the adults. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like it does take it does take guts to kill a kid in a horror movie because you at that point. And like
1: kind of on screen. Like we don't see like the whole body, but like we see the blade go into that kid's neck.
0: He gets reasonably brutally killed. Yeah. Like uh we recently gave credit to the most recent Halloween movie for killing a kid in that. And that (laughs)
1: was,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and that was much less graphic than this. Um, this one, yeah, yeah. You get to see this kid pretty well killed and like, it does, it does take some guts to do this because at that point you are pretty definitively a kind of mean spirited film. Right. So (laughs) you, you're only going to be pleasing the hardcore horror fans at that point.
1: Absolutely. 100% agreed. So you know, props to that. So she sees this happen, and then Santa comes after them, and like she's in her house with Robbie, he who does not get pegged, and um, <laughs> he, he who
0: shall not be pegged.
1: God, it makes me so upset.
0: Um, Alternate cut where Robbie gets pegged before. I he just gets like pegged. I want the
1: director's cut where there is a pegging scene. Can we get that? I wonder if they filmed <laughs> that um anyway um for no for no reason i'm just curious it's not like i have like an ulterior motive with the pegging scene absolutely not so like anyway and they're in their they're in her house and her sister and her sister's boyfriend are also there that whole scene is fucking annoying first of all like like you said she sees her sister die and she's just like okay whatever and running around But then, like, until, like, multiple scenes later. But also, the sister's boyfriend is, like, completely unbearable. Like, (laughs) he's
0: so, he's, like, worse than useless. He's actively getting in their way. Yes! Like, they're they're trying to hide from the evil Santa. They're, like, keeping their voices low and, like, he's like, oh, you want me
1: to go in the other room and call the police? It's like, no, shut the and every time they're like, shut up, he's like, oh, Jesus, sorry. And it's like, <laughs> obviously something is going on. Who behaves like this? Like-,
0: every, like everyone is very equally aware that there is violence going on right now. And like he is just intentionally being clueless about
1: it it's ridiculous it is so annoying and it doesn't end up like mattering but it's like yeah, god knows i don't care that he dies now because everyone, like he's fucking annoying because like,
0: everyone gets killed in that scene anyway like uh, another big complaint i hate here is like every time new characters are introduced in this film once we get past the halfway mark they're killed off almost instantly the yes are the the lead uh uh, Tori is the only one who's able to survive scenes past the midway mark. Like everyone knew who's introduced is instantly killed off. No, I think there's no the chance sheriff the sheriff makes together. it
1: past the halfway mark, right?
0: Well, but the sheriff doesn't get reintroduced until they make it to the police station and then he's the first one killed off once Santa shows up again.
1: Yeah. I don't understand why they even introduced his character early on. I got to say there was like no purpose to that. <laughs> it is uh, very funny that he was introduced early on. Cause then when he
0: came back, I was like, Oh, okay. So he's going to be another big character, but then he was the next one to get killed yeah, off. Yeah. Also, also he was like probably the biggest actor in the movie. He was too. absolutely the biggest actor he was, in the movie. He's that was played really by, funny. by Jeff Daniel Phillips, who we've talked about, before uh he's in a bunch of rob zombie movies yep, most yep. recently he played herman munster in the monster he sure did yeah he, he's uh, awesome he's very funny he is a pretty small part here but you know he does a good job and his character is has. like
1: not so much funny as like very sad so
0: no no yeah he doesn't have a lot to work with here
1: <laughs> yeah no you're right like the care like the movie just had zero interest in characters even like in our main in our main leading lady it's just like I just didn't know how to handle character in this movie. Like it was really upsetting because I, I think like that's all it would have taken to push this movie from like fun watch to like a good movie. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I yeah, think, Just like, a, a little, a little or, attention to character would have gone not a Not even long a lot, way. you
0: know, and, yeah. just, just an ounce here and there making us care about these characters would have really gone a long way. Um, as it is, you know, I I feel like we've been harping on this movie for a while, so we we should give it some credit. There's there's really good music in this movie. That's there's probably my favorite thing. Movie, yeah, it's very you know 80s synth driven stuff. Um,
1: I loved the personal style of the leads. They were fun. They oh um, yeah yeah,
0: you know they're they're very like rock and roller service industry types. Yeah, that, they're wearing like, like
1: leather jackets. It's fun.
0: They look that's, hot.
1: Yeah, I I'd hook up with either of them. There's whatever. a lot
0: of hotness in this movie. Uh, a lot, lot, of hot people. It's, it's, it's got really fun aesthetics. You know, like, like I said, the lighting is pretty fun. It can be a little overmuch at times, but at least you know it's a choice. The film is has its own style, which is always good. Um, there's lots of neon everywhere, even when it doesn't make sense. Like, there's, like, neon inside the house that the lead lives yes, in. Yes,
1: also, Santa has, like, Sorry. laser eyes that are green, neon green, for no reason. <laughs> like, there's no 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 real reason that that animatronic would have been built that way, but he does that.
0: Yeah, um, his green laser eyes. Um, it, nothing about Killer Santa makes any sense. <laughs> we, we've barely even talked about the Killer Santa. Because
1: there's nothing to say. Killer Santa wakes up and he just starts killing. Like, there's no there's no explanation really given in the movie like for why or like why he like targets the people he targets. Like there's no, there's nothing. He's just like going around killing anyone and like, he has no characterization
0: other than he's completely unstoppable in every scene that he shows up in, he instantly kills every character other than the lead. <laughs> and like everybody's and like up until the point where she can run away from him. That, that's it. Um, so yeah, he he doesn't have a lot going on character-wise, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, for vibes, the movie's okay. I'd say this is this is the kind of movie you want to put on if you're like binging Christmas horror movies, and this is like the third out of four that you're watching. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And
0: yeah. and like you've been drinking whiskey constantly the entire night. Um, this movie's this is very, very pro- a drink.
1: you drink a whiskey
0: oh yeah this movie is very pro whiskey yeah there's a lot of whiskey, whiskey drinking in this movie uh i feel like whiskey is the perfect pairing for this film if you want to watch but it's gotta it has got
1: to be like cheap whiskey like you need to drink like jim beam or something like yeah you're not oh. drinking like the good whiskey
0: <laughs> i drink cheaper than jim
1: beams so. Wait, was cheaper than jim beam sorry Emma i live in, i live in a, I, oh okay i don't even know if we have that here um Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, Evan Williams is real. That's true.
0: See, Jim Jim Beam is the one that they spend too much on marketing. So they're like, you gotta you gotta pick something that's cheaper that punches above its weight. Jim class, Beam then. is
1: definitely the cheapest in New York City.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: Remember that None. we're a little bit farther a further from the production of a lot of these whiskeys and bourbons, especially like, you know. But what
0: about like Virginia? Do you get like Virginia Gentleman or anything like that? No, you that get... doesn't
1: exist up here. Remember, we we don't have um, the ABC, so there's no standardized product. Um, So it's just like whatever each individual shop wants to sell. So like, is there a shop somewhere that has Virginia gentlemen? Probably. Do I know where that shop is? No, I have no idea. Uh,
0: So like generally when you walk into the liquor store, the cheapest bourbon you'll find there. Is Jim
1: Beam. On average, the cheapest I'm going to find is Jim Beam. Um, Interesting. I might go into some places occasionally, and there's other stuff that's cheaper. But, like... Like a Burnett's? Yeah, well, (laughs) I've actually never seen Burnett's here. Um, Really? But, like, um, I'm... Because, again, remember... Liquor stores here aren't like the ABC where it's yeah, like it's, the,
0: it's all whatever the, the owners decide to stock. It's what know? the
1: owners decide to stock and they have to be competitive. They have to sell good stuff at decent prices in order to like win the, you know, they're competing against one another. It's not like the Virginia ABC where it's like you can have multiple. They're not really competing against one another. Like yeah, it's all one thing.
0: Um, yeah, they, I feel like they, the Virginia ABC has very defined tiers of whiskey and like the, exactly. the ones that are on that tier are pretty comparable in price. I in like
1: really miss that for buying liquor. Like I, I much prefer that approach to whatever the fuck New York is doing. Um, So, um, but, you know, I don't think Virginia's is like the norm. Like that's not the normal approach to selling liquor either. In any other oh, state yeah. I've been to, it's it's very weird
0: and there's only there's only a few states that have a state-controlled abc like virginia does but But it uh, it
1: actually i mean i don't necessarily i'm not like pro-government controlling things generally but like it's nice to have like standardized things in these stores because otherwise you have to go to like six different stores to find one product but um which is just like you
0: could shop at five or six stores or or just, just one, one.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: well yeah. the 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 actual reality is that there there's a lot of stuff that you just can't get in Virginia because the selection is so standard yeah that's also uh, true yeah
1: but but I don't know that that's any better than here in New York where it's like you don't know what has what so like can you get it maybe but I'm also not going to go to every oh, store in Manhattan to find out like I
0: didn't even think it like that that is the one like the probably the best thing at least in the modern era of the Virginia ABC is that you can look up and see like what's in stock at each store online yeah. before you even walk in.
1: I can't do that here. I have to just like wander into stores and hope that they have it. And like, I have certain stores like there's a store that I know that specializes in like quote unquote old world lique- liquors and liqueurs. I uh-huh. can usually find weird shit there, but I can't find everything and I can't find right. like weird shit. That's like cheap, weird shit. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I'm not going to probably- find like, you know, fucking Jacked pink up. raspberry right. shit or something there. You know, I'm going to find like allspice dream. Sure. But like sometimes I'm looking for the gross stuff. So, you know, I'm gotta. <laughs> it's just like it's it's very difficult here. And everything's always overpriced um, because they know that they're like the only shop in the neighborhood that carries that. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the Virginia is also overpriced because they're literally the only game in town. Virginia but...
1: ABC is so mm-hmm. much cheaper than New York. I mean, it is it is unreal how much cheaper. I
0: well, I, I I would buy that. You are buying in New York City, um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting contrast, I think. Um, but yeah, so that's that's our rundown. <laughs> that's our review of the comparative alcohol buying systems in our the places where we live. Um, but yeah, definitely cheap whiskey. Is the drink of the day? If you're watching this movie, if you want to watch this
1: movie, you need to drink cheap whiskey and get pegged. Those are the rules for this movie. (laughs) You have to get pegged. I'm harping on the pegging. I'm harping on it. I'm bringing it back at every turn. We will
0: insist upon the pegging. I am Uh, so
1: mad for Robbie. (laughs) I am so angry.
0: Justice for that's all all he wanted was to drink whiskey and get pegged by his
1: boss. So valid. So valid. So valid of him. The
0: the power dynamic is definitely part of that.
1: Absolutely. Um, Or maybe he just likes being pegged. I don't actually know. He seemed he was like showing off his ass when he was asking for it. I was like, all right, you know what you're doing. You're like, you're you're you've done this before. Um but yeah, yeah. I think you know, I do think the power thing had to play a role. Although, their power dynamic wasn't very weird in this movie. It was like, they were pretty on equal footing when they... No, the, yeah,
0: they were they were pretty comfortable with each other. Like, he was he was clearly not, not afraid to backtalk her at times. Right. Uh, the... Yeah, not not the typical
1: boss-employee relationship. See, you say that that is like my typical boss. Well, minus you, the pegging, that is my typical. boss-employee Do you, typical do boss do you typically
0: get pegged by your boss, Matt? Please
1: do tell. I actually don't think I've had a woman as a boss, like ever. So, sad to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, we'll we'll leave that there. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and. <laughs> You know, at times, I think that it would be better if we had a wider audience for this podcast. If I'm being but...
1: blunt, usually I'm the <laughs> boss doing the things that are questionable. So. What?
0: <laughs> Was that a self-report? Do we have to, like... Okay. I don't, you know, Well, I, I don't
1: actually think it's questionable. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, you're working in certain types of industries. Shit happens. But um, it's not like I hold that over <laughs> my, you know. What? You're... <laughs> What kind of
0: industries?
1: I don't (laughs) think it's like that weird. Like when you work in certain service and retail industries, you all like hang out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I thought I, I I was like, you don't work in like show business, Matt.
1: (laughs) Okay. It's like, when you work in like service and retail industries, you like hang out all the time. Like that's just like, what yes, you're
0: like, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. like sometimes happens. That makes shit much more sense and than it, what I thought you were saying. Um, and if there's but, anybody who
1: can compartmentalize sex away from other stuff, I gotta say it's me. That's like one of my, like my most valuable skills is that I compartmentalize. Like I don't, Yeah. that has no bearing on anything related to work. <laughs>
0: no, I, I do think, I do think a, a significant part of working in the like service and retail industries is that people are screwing each other and that is definitely on display here in this film yes, which yeah. you know i i thought that was nice i i thought that was like the the best most realistic part of this film that it was like this is like kind of what like being in your 20s and being in a dead-ed job is like you're just like kind of bumming around town drinking on christmas eve because you don't have anything better to do and arguing about blair witch book of shadows and
1: getting That's paid exactly by your boss, what right? i do on christmas eve <laughs> um but like honestly probably um no i agree i do think that like the opening of this movie it had a lot of like this is like what it really feels like to be in that that life circumstance that they're in um, yeah so
0: there was a lot of interesting ideas here just didn't all quite mesh together properly but you know it's still made for a fun watch I would probably still watch really
1: had fun watching this movie. I was like, this is stupid, but okay.
0: (laughs) It's stupid fun. I, I would I would recommend it. Again, you know, if you're if you're the kind of person who likes like silly grindhouse horror and is three drinks deep before you start this movie, I think this is the right thing to put on. Um you know, I've 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 laid out my criticisms of it, but it's still, you know, it's got it's got some fun violence in here. I really feel like we haven't harped on that enough. Uh there's oh, some yeah, great it's like
1: practical effects. People are there's getting some like...
0: great practical effects in this movie. Unfortunately, sometimes they kind of cut away from it, which I'm like, why are you but like there are several scenes where like they really show like somebody's face getting blown off or something and it's just, like that goopy practical stuff, and I'm like, hell yeah, like we need more movies like that. So I was a big fan of that part of the movie.
1: Yeah, there are. There, I I did like that it was goopy. I liked it that the violence was goopy. That's a, that's a huge plus for me. I love goopy violence. That's what I'm. Here we for. need
0: our violence extra goopy.
1: Extra that... goopy. Well, after the 2000s, it's nice to be in a goopy violence era again. You know what I mean? Like the 2000s were a non-goopy era, so it's nice to be back in a goopy era.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean horror is the is the only genre these days where people are still like you know what let's do practical effects just for fun
1: but that's Uh, like a more recent like there was like a solid like decade and a half where that was not the case so yeah yeah absolutely it's like
0: it's like everybody moved away from it everybody started doing cgi and now that we're in this kind of horror renaissance some people some people are like hey let's go back to practical effects let's just try that out because that would be crazy and it works really well. And there's people out there who are still doing it really well. I mean, look at the kind of shit we saw in Terrifier too. There's some Hell, really yeah. crazy practical effects out there right now. Um, I'm always a big fan of that. I will always promote any movie that's willing to go practical with the effects. Right. So big ups for this one for doing that.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It was, I had fun with those. Um, people are getting their heads stomped in. Why not? Why not?
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, any, anything else to say about this movie? I feel like we, we covered it
1: pretty thoroughly. I think we've exha- exhausted it. Um, Justice for Robbie. Repeat it one more time.
0: <laughs> that's going to be the title. That That's, that's what's gonna happen. People I will never like, let a guy. I will never why let does it go. he need justice? And then they're gonna hear why and they're gonna be like, What? Okay.
1: <laughs> I think they're gonna hear why and be like, Yeah, I get it.
0: Um Every so. everyone will agree that he deserved he deserved that. Yeah. Um, he
1: had to die. He at least deserved his, to go on It's his
0: one. his his one greatest regret. It'll be on his tombstone. Like
1: he <laughs> didn't he get been, pegged by his boss. <laughs> he should have been. It's
0: like it's like the here lies Beavis. He never scored. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Here's like here lies Robbie. He never got pegged.
1: Oh God! Well, uh, I hope he got pegged, just not by his boss. We
0: still don't. We still don't know specifically if he never got pegged. I, Both, he but, seemed
1: like he. Hmm. I don't think you ask for it that eagerly as like a straight man and not have experienced it before. I don't know. Maybe that's just me as somebody who's not a straight man, but I feel like he
0: was, he was ready to go. He was pretty comfortable with it.
1: So he probably
0: cleaned out in advance. Exactly. He, he,
1: uh, he's got that shower enema attachment. He's, he's there. He's, he's doing
0: all right. All right. We're getting too specific now. um, Uh, (laughs) as always, you can find us on all the major pl- podcast platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. All of those until they kick us off for obscenity. Um, and what
1: the fuck, Elon <laughs> Musk doesn't control those those things.
0: Yeah, no. Elon Musk gonna re- gonna kick us off Twitter once we.
1: Once we post a tweet about how Elon Musk is basically the evil Santa from Christmas, bloody Christmas.
0: Yeah. Uh, once we, once we tweet about where his private jet has been, uh, that's apparently a thing you can get banned oh, for yeah, now. But... Oh now,
1: yeah, you can get banned for that now. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> for
0: now we are on Twitter at buzzed movies and you can also email us buzzed on movies at gmail.com. Let us know your favorite holiday horror films. And yeah, you know, give us ideas for the next shows because we're going to be taking a little bit of a break here. Um,
1: I feel like we know uh, that our next show is going to cover Avatar: The Way of Water, but yeah, we're
0: we're going to talk about Avatar. Yeah. We're definitely talking about Avatar. This is a very pro Avatar podcast. All right,
1: it's a fifty percent um, pro Avatar podcast.
0: This is a contractually pro Avatar podcast. Whoa!
1: <laughs> <laughs> what don't I know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I told you we are required to be in the bag,
1: Matt. Oh, we're in the bag. Um, okay, we're in the bag for Avatar. So I love Avatar. Holy exactly. shit. I can't wait for the sequel. Um,
0: so, yeah, um, it'll, be, it'll be a little while before the next one comes out. Uh, we've both got a lot going on, but we'll hopefully be back to you soon. We'll definitely be talking Avatar and other stuff that's been coming out. Well, and by the
1: time we're back, it's going to be deep in the throes of like starting to see Oscar bait shit and getting prepared for Oscar. Oh yeah. To come out.
0: We're going to be so. ready for Oscar season. I already, I saw the Fablemans this week.
1: I'm going to see what it a, this week too. I'm
0: going to what do. a picture. I'm very excited to talk about it. What a picture.
1: What a movie. What? Yeah. I'm
0: super hyped to talk about it. It was fantastic. We will cover that on the next one. Um, But until then, We'll see you at the movies.
1: Oi. We'll see you at the movies or in like a weird compound where like some rich family is hiding a bunch of money that they're going to give out to small country governments for some reason. I don't fucking know, but Santa's there. He's going to save you by killing a bunch of people. So we're good. Or it,
0: or in like a toy store where someone's getting their ass eaten out in the killer Santa's there.
1: Or in a, a house an where somebody friend. is not getting pegged when they should be getting pegged. <laughs> We'll see you wherever. Wherever.